Hello, and welcome to Dancing with Disease, a podcast for and about people who move and sway around life with chronic illness. My name is Jerry O'Galdit, and I'm the host of this podcast. As I sit here in mid-May with freezing hands and the heater on in my house, I'm kind of laughing because right now there's a bird in my back window and it's kind of like the opposite of what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like it's winter and I know that everyone in the GTA is just freaking out because we're like, where is spring? And I'm never one to talk about the weather, but it's just funny because I'm holding this microphone and my hands are freezing and I can hear the birds. So I'm hopeful that spring is coming soon. I'm still in a few moments right now because my boys are not home yet and their battling is going on. Again, the bird, I can hear my husband in the back working and I'm waiting for a client to come by to pick up a bike. And I was like, nope, it has to happen because as we all know, we can keep putting things off and wait until the perfect time, but it's not happening today. The boys will be home soon and then it's not gonna be any kind of time to do anything because I'd like to dedicate time to them, their homeworky stuff, just focusing on them a bit and relaxing with them. And then of course, getting dinner started, not that whole routine. So next thing you know, it'll be almost 10 o'clock and I will be hitting the hay. So that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. I'm here to talk to you about how to get it all done. And no, I am not in of the school of thought where you can even think to get it all done. But let me go back a second here. When I was a teenager, I had a breakdown. And only now as an adult, can I look at it and think of it as a coming of age or some kind of a, you know, a teenage life crisis, not a midlife crisis, but a teenage crisis. So I was diagnosed with depression, but I honestly now as an adult think, I don't think I was depressed. I think I was way ahead of my time. And I just figured out so many things that I couldn't handle. So I had a breakdown, which would explain why the antidepressants didn't work and why it all became just too much. There was so much emotion. It was so hard. And for those of you ladies, in high school who just smothered me with your love and support and understanding. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To think that there was a time in my life where I thought that it wasn't worth it, worth it for me to be alive is incredible because I'm the complete opposite now. I wake up every single morning and I'm just so thankful for everything that I have. So back then, I remember my psychotherapist asking if I equated my self-worth with the number of things that I do. And I'm sure that I did. And I've caught myself in the same trap again, but I'm giving it a special twist. See right now, in addition to mothering and teaching, I'm also teaching swimming because I love it. Teaching swimming is the perfect antidote to teaching high school where you often don't see any kind of reward or the outcome of a project because it's a long semester and some kids don't come around. But with swimming, Pretty much week by week, you're going to get some gains and it just it's just good for the soul. And it's fun. Kids love to swim. I love playing around and singing around in the water. So it's a perfect balance. I'm also coaching the girls soccer team with another colleague. And you know, it's busy a couple games a week, some practices here and there, girls forgetting their uniforms, someone else to keep track of. A few months ago, I started a girls run club because I didn't want to have anything to compete. I just wanted to, you know, share my love of running. And I've got a couple girls. So next week we have a race the only race we're doing. And you know, all super excited. But again, one more thing to organize. I'm taking an online course because in the province where I live, there are a lot of changes coming 
in education. I just want to make sure that my options are open. So I'm getting my English qualifications. Ironically, I've been teaching English for eight years, so it's time to get the piece of paper. And then, of course, there's this project, which I love, and the memoir. The memoir is taking, well, not longer than it's supposed to because it was never supposed to be a memoir. So now I'm just really enjoying it and getting into it and fleshing things out and making sure that it's my story and not sounding any kind of preachy. So how do you get it all done? Literally came home today and looked at the three things I had to do this evening. And I said to my husband, so do you start with the thing you like the least so you get out of the way with? Or do you start with the thing you like the most so you get some like good positive energy to keep going? And he's like, I don't know. And I started to laugh. I said, well, it just depends on your mood. Today I'm in the mood to do the fun things last because I want to spend more time with them. I was dying to get on here and just share today's brainwave. So I did the marking first, which is my least favorite activity as a teacher. Moving on to my coursework, did a little bit of tidying up on some other things and then wanted to make sure I got on here before the boys came in. So little pockets of time to do everything. For me, it's based mostly on energy. So the number one thing I've mentioned before is sleep. I protect my sleep so much. At 10 o'clock, if it's not all done, it doesn't matter. It won't get done. And while that sounds irresponsible, my health comes first. So I will deal with whatever I have to deal with at six o'clock in the morning the next day. I'll manage to get it done enough to be able to continue on to the next thing. The other way I get things done is by tracking things. So with a chronic illness, a lot of other things are happening. So I've already mentioned my busy schedule right now. And again, I've created that for myself. So I know it's a short lived and in this, you know, five or six weeks from now, I'll probably be twiddling my thumbs thinking, wow, everything's done. Now what? No, not really. So I track things. I track things when my energies are high and when my energies are low. So I know what I'm capable of doing because I have a very calm semester this year. I was able to take on other challenges. There's no way I would have been able to do that two or three years ago. And thankfully, and always, always so thankful, my health is in a very comfortable place right now. So I'm able to foresee some of the challenges and deal with them in the moment so I can get on other things. Tracking my mood, tracking my sleep, tracking how I feel about a certain project at any given time is how I'm able to do everything in different pockets. So while I don't ever try to get it all done. I try to get bits and pieces of different things done through any day so that I'm never completely behind and never starting from zero. So I have 14 more assignments to mark before Friday and I'll do three per day. And the book has, you know, another 50 pages to go, but I don't have a deadline on that now because I've got some things to add to it. And I'm constantly just tracking where the energy is. Today I seem to have some extra energy. So again, once I finish dinner and activities in the evening, I'll probably go back to the book tonight because I'll have that quiet time of focus. By tracking how I've been feeling over the years, I've been able to see where I can create more energy and create more moments. And a lot of it has to do with what I eat. I'm not a nutritionist and I don't ever tell anyone what to eat. But I know for myself with inflammatory disease, keeping gluten away, keeping dairy away, and I'm not zero gluten or zero dairy because like, hello, coffee. I am able to manage my airway more. 
And in the summer, I can even eat a little bit of pizza or have, you know, a regular bun with my burger because the weather helps. So oh, hello, spring, hurry up and get here. It's different. And I've learned this over 10 years now. So in the beginning, it all felt stressful because it was all new and I didn't know. Now I do and I can enjoy different times. Things do change regularly. And as I mentioned last episode, the, you know, the blotches on my arm, I keep track of these things. They seem to have calmed down a bit, so not going to worry about it. And then I just make sure that, you know, every so often I just kind of scan for different parts of my body and make sure that everything's working the way it's supposed to. I'm the opposite of a hypochondriac. For somebody who lives with a chronic illness, you'd think I'd be a little bit more on my symptoms. But for me, I find just keeping an eye on things and noticing them is enough. I'm very aware of how my body feels most of the time so that when I am working out really hard or overthinking or over concentrating too much, I'm able to scale back and say, you know what, right now this is okay or right now this is not smart at all. So even now, I felt like continuing marking so I could just get it done, but I was like, nope, that's going to give you a headache because you've now been staring at the computer for an hour and a half you need to not look at a screen. So I'm talking to microphone instead. I have kept so many different kinds of diaries over the years that it's remarkable the kind of information I have. I think I even joke about it in the memoir something like, you know, if CSI ever came into my house, they'd be like, this woman's crazy. Why does she keep all of these milliliters of things that she took and all of that? I stopped doing that kind of forensic stuff four or five years ago, I was playing with my head. So now I just circle things on calendars with little notes and sticky notes here and there in my agenda. And at the end of the year, I take the notes from my agenda and write them into a notebook so that I'm able to keep track of when I have surgery, when I change medications, when I do blood tests, and you know, any big symptoms or big changes. The rest of it, I just let it go. I don't care really what I ate all last week or how much I pushed in weights. I've been tracking too many things for too long to worry about that kind of stuff. The biggest tool that I have in my tracking toolbox is tracking my mental state. And I'll give myself sometimes a day or two or three to just feel kind of blah because I don't think we're supposed to be in some kind of hyper happy state all the time. But after the third day, I'm like, okay, Jerry, that's enough. You've rested, recovered, kind of let your brain chill out and blah. And it's time to get moving. It's time to shake this out, time to get the energy flowing. Because when you stay happy and hyper and positive, you feel better. And when you feel better in your head, you feel better in your body and vice versa. So that is the biggest thing that I track, my mood. People do all kinds of things to keep their mind busy. And if you're the kind of person who needs to write all the details down to feel in control, go for it. Again, I've said many times, or maybe I think I have, I'm not here to be the answer to anything. I just know what works for me. And it's important for me to share that because in our very, you know, cross your T's and dot your I's society, I think it's okay to say, yeah, just kind of pay attention to it, but don't worry so much. When I don't worry so much, I tend to do better. So that's my trick. So what do I track? Sleep, mood, 
making sure I don't eat gluten two days in a row. Just massive changes or changes in, you know, medical stuff. And, you know, big life events and see if they have any impact on me in terms of stress or sleep or energy or fatigue. And the rest of it, I let it go because I want to be in the moment and I don't want to be thinking about what I should be writing down all the time. That keeps me happy, keeps me feeling relaxed and balanced. And I'm able to put my energy towards other things. I wrote yesterday that my biggest achievement in life has been creating an amazing life for my boys in the face of disease. But I forgot to include myself. I'm so proud of all I've been able to create. And it's been through this combination of stubbornness and just desire to be where I am today, which is why I continue to celebrate it. I would love to hear from you, hear what tricks work for you, how you track things so you can stay on top of them and feel in control. Because what we all want, we want to know that there's going to be some kind of a routine to our day so that we can disrupt it and go and have some fun. But no, seriously, we all want to know what our days are going to look like and how we're going to feel from day to day because we all deserve to feel our best in any moment of the day. As always, I wish you continual healing. And I'm here. You need to talk, vent, laugh, or cry. I love you.